0: Practice. The mention of this word stirs up many different feelings in a crowd like this. The mention of this word stirs up memories. Perhaps it's the memory of your parent hounding you to practice piano. It could be the memory of you practicing that three-point shot hour upon hour in your driveway. Romans chapter 2, verses 21 to 24 reads You, therefore, who teach another, do you not teach yourself? You who preach that a man should not steal, do you steal? You who say, do not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? You who make your boast in the law, do you dishonor God through breaking the law? For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you, as it is written. It's important that we practice what we preach. It's important and godly and right and righteous and holy that we practice what we preach. Whether we do or do not practice what we preach doesn't just affect us. When it comes to the kingdom, when we don't practice what we preach, there's great consequences. There's effect that goes out beyond us. Our text in the voice reads, then tell me why don't you practice what you preach? If you are going to sermonize against stealing, then stop stealing. If you are going to teach others not to commit adultery, then be completely faithful to your spouse. If you hate idolatry, then stop robbing the temples. If you pride yourself in having God's law, then stop dishonoring God by failing to keep its teaching. Here's what it says. Because of you, God's reputation is slandered by those outside the covenant. Now we have our kids in music right now. How many took music lessons when they were younger? All right. Quite a few, a number. We have our kids in music lessons, and music lessons require practice, diligent practice, weekly practice, even daily practice. We've had many conversations on many occasions regarding practicing, that in order to get better, you need to practice. And just this past week, our son, Clive, the oldest, asked me this question, Dad, why can't Jesus just make it so we don't have to practice anything and we're just great at everything? That's a good question. I thought, man, if he does that, that's a miracle. But even in the heart of a child, it's like, why can't I just do everything without practice? Things in life require practice to form habit, to form pattern, to grab hold of understanding and knowledge. And Again, many perhaps feelings or memories rise in our minds, in our emotions when we hear this word. What we're looking at tonight is the call in the word of God to practice what we preach. That what we share with others, what we teach others, what we tell others about the kingdom of God, about Jesus, about his way of life, about right and wrong, that we are walking it out. Some things in life, if we don't practice, it seems to really only affect us. When it comes to the kingdom of God, lack of practice does not only affect us. If we head out these doors and practice something less than what we preach, it doesn't just affect us. And again, our text in the voice, it says, why don't you practice what you preach? If you are going to sermonize against stealing, then stop stealing. If you are going to teach others not to commit adultery, then be completely faithful to your spouse if you hate idolatry then stop robbing the temples if you pride yourself in having God's law then stop dishonoring God by failing to keep its teaching here's what it says because of you God's reputation is slandered by those outside the covenant we understand that our lives preach I've shared this before we know it we've heard it many times that our lives do preach The moment people find out we are Christian, they are listening to the message, or rather reading it, and it is our lives. They're reading the declaration, they're reading the proclamation, the confession, and it's our lives. Are we practicing what we preach? Oh, you can go and tell somebody else to come to church. The church is going to do them good. The question is, are you practicing what you preach? You can go tell somebody not to get drunk and stay away from those things, stay away from the parties and all that, but are we doing it? It's very important that we practice what we preach. We can go and counsel someone on tithing, any area in Christianity, but it's very important that we are practicing what we preach. You ever sat down with someone, man, they can preach, but they got no practice? A lot of godly wisdom, but no practice. You can know the word inside and out and not live it out. No practice. One option is to tell no one we are Christian. Then, if we don't practice, there's been no preaching, so I guess it's a wash, right? But we understand that this is not an option. All of heaven is listening and watching, and God is listening and watching. Whether we walk outside these doors and proclaim to be a Christian and claim Christ and his principles and try and share with others or not, our life is being viewed by God how we're living out our commitment to Him. If we are going to teach it, we should live it. If we are going to preach it, the principles of God and the standards of God, we should practice them ourselves. You see, practice teaches us, true? Practice teaches us. Practice actually establishes pattern in our lives. Practice causes us to improve. establishes a pattern of action what happens when we don't practice what we preach number one we affect those close to us now you think of a parent maybe there's not that many parents here tonight but you think of a parent that says one thing and does another and we can understand the application we can draw that in even to our own lives You think of a person that endeavors to teach the ways of the Lord, seeking to encourage others toward good godly practice, yet does not practice their own advice. We've all heard the statement, actions speak louder than words. Actions speak louder than words. And God is calling us to be those that are the real deal, that practice what we preach, that our preaching lines up with our practice, and our practice lines up with our preaching. That they're not separate, that they're not different, that we're not preaching one thing and doing something totally different, but that we're real, authentic, what God has called us to be. T.D. Jake said these words, your words tell others what you think. Your actions will tell them what you believe. A lot of truth there. You know, we can tell people a lot of things, and it's what we think, but our actions tell people what we believe. Our actions toward the house of the Lord will tell people whether we believe in the house of the Lord or we don't. We can apply it to any area. What happens when we don't practice what we preach? Number two tonight, we hinder the reception of the gospel. Now, we wouldn't like to think it's so, but it is. Have you ever had someone come to you and give you advice, but you know they aren't living by the advice they are giving? It's hard to receive advice from Someone who isn't themselves living by it. There's no power in their voice, there's no backing in their voice, no authority. It's a different story when someone comes to encourage us and they practice what they preach. The message goes forth in power from a vessel that is practicing the message. Now, can the gospel affect a person, drawing them close to God, even if the mouthpiece isn't practicing what it preached? Yes. God can move beyond our shortcomings. But what power when the mouthpiece is practicing the message it's declaring and actually living by it? There's great power and great influence that comes as we share with people about the principles and the standards of God, the ways of God, the message of Jesus Christ, the gospel, the good news. When we share about these things, when we share about church attendance and tithing and go down the list, all these things, holiness and righteousness and purity and godly parenting good relationships and good associations and staying away from the wrong thing and staying close to the right thing. There's power and authority when we practice what we preach. There's a life behind it. Colossians 1.10, that you may walk worthy of the Lord fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. You see, we need to practice holiness until it becomes pattern in our lives. We need to practice the good things of the Lord until they become pattern in our lives. Obedience is practice. The more we obey, the pattern of action is locked in. now we are not talking tonight about doing this by some human power we know that we are living by the Spirit of God we understand that our flesh wars the spirit the spirit wars the flesh it's quite a battle isn't it but we can only live right we understand this because of Jesus Christ we can only live right because of his spirit within us all credit goes his way tonight all credit goes to him but it's our practice of obedience which is surrender to the power of Christ in us that gets us to the place where we practice what we preach. Does that make sense? It's our practice of obedience, our surrender to the spirit of God within us that gets us to the place where it is pattern where we are those that are authentic that we practice what we preach. What happens when we don't practice what we preach? Number three, we bring slander to God's reputation. Our text in the J.B. Phillips New Testament reads, prepared as you are to instruct others, do you ever teach yourself anything? You preach against stealing, for example, but are you sure of your own honesty? You denounce the practice of adultery, but are you sure of your own purity? You loathe idolatry, but how honest are you toward the property of heathen temples? Everyone knows how proud you are of the law, but that means that a proportionate dishonor to God comes when men know that you break it. Don't you know that the very name of God is cursed among the Gentiles because of the behavior of Jews? There is, you know, a verse of Scripture to that effect. Listen to those words, dishonor to God when men know that we break it. That the very name of God is cursed among the Gentiles, the heathen, those outside of Jesus Christ because of the behavior. Those that know Christ. They're strong words. I'm glad the words are there. And I'm glad they're that strong. God is calling us to practice what we preach. We want to bring honor to the Lord. And I I believe that this group, every person here tonight, genuinely wants to bring honor to the Lord. It's going to take commitment and obedience, and sometimes the disciplining of our own self <laughs> to ensure that we're always practicing what we preach. You know, it's good to take stock of our lives every so often. Sometimes as Christians, you know, we've been saved a while, had the experiences, kind of figured things out, We've come to church, been involved. Maybe we're serving in an area. It's good every so often to take stock of our lives and take a look. Are we really practicing what we preach? When we leave church, Are we living it out? Are we the real deal? When we share with others and counsel others, when they have trouble, or when they need answers, when they need godly wisdom and they come to us, or we hear that they need godly wisdom and we go to them, and we offer the wisdom that is right, when we offer that wisdom, do they see us as one that is practicing that wisdom? Are we an example of the practice and the fruit thereof? Or when they hear us, is the response, yet? without words, you're not practicing it. I've had people come to me in life and give me advice on things, whatever it is. And you're thinking in the back of your head, you ain't practicing it. (laughs) You're not doing it. Now, that doesn't mean we should push away the good wisdom that someone gives. But let's be those that practice what we preach. if our lack of practice is affecting others, let's take stock tonight of our lives and let's make a change. Lack of practice will undoubtedly affect us. If we're not practicing the things of God, it's going to affect us. It's going to affect our relationships. It's going to affect the patterns in our lives. It'll affect our decision-making. So many areas. It'll affect those close to us as well. That was one of our points tonight. Is our lack of practice hindering the reception of the gospel? Wow. That's a good question, isn't it? sharing with family members or friends, trying to drive it home that they need to be saved, they need to pull up their socks, they need to get right with God, get more serious, That our lack of practice is hindering the reception. It's worth consideration Let's be those that practice what we preach. Such a great line out of the J.B. Phillips New Testament, prepared as you are to instruct others. Do you ever teach yourself anything? Ever met someone that knows everything and wants to tell you everything? I have those images of people, those faces in my mind right now. That's so awesome. Prepared as you are to instruct others, do you ever teach yourself anything? That's a good question, isn't it? Are we teaching ourselves? Let's instruct ourselves and let's teach ourselves. Romans 2:21 in the King James Version says, Thou therefore, which teachest another, teachest thou not thyself. Thou that preachest a man should not steal, dost thou steal. And the word here to teach is actually to hold discourse in order to instruct or to be a teacher, to discharge the office of a teacher, conduct oneself as teacher, to impart instruction, to instill doctrine into one, to explain or expound a thing, to teach one something. It's about teaching ourselves as well, bringing the application and applying it. You know, we can take sermon notes every Sunday Sermon notes, sermon notes, and then we crack them open and we shove them in other people's faces. But we've never taken them in. It's one thing to write on a piece of paper. It's another thing to consume and have it take effect so that we become the real deal. The truth is we're not fooling anyone. Our lives are on display and we know that. And so we're preaching whether we like it or not. Our lives are preaching. And it's important that we practice what we preach. Your words will tell others what you think. Your actions Tell others what you believe. I love the words of the Apostle Paul in 1 Corinthians 9, verse 27. We can have the team come back tonight. 1 Corinthians 9, verse 27. Listen to this. But I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. You mean I can go and preach to others? and be disqualified. I can go and share about God and share all the right things and tell them all the right things and give them all the right wisdom and instruction and lesson and be disqualified myself. That's what the Word says. And so we look, it's about obedience here. It's about disciplining ourselves And we could use a little bit of that. But I discipline my body and bring it into subjection, lest when I preach to others, I myself should become disqualified. I just want to encourage us tonight to never, never give up practicing what we preach. Maybe we're here tonight and we are in that pattern and we're in the right pattern. Maybe we're here tonight and we needed to hear this word because we've let it slip. And we're not practicing what we preach in certain areas or in certain environments. And it's not only affecting us, but it's affecting others. Maybe it's affecting the reception of the gospel, the opportunities that God is giving us, the sphere that he's placed us in, the places he's placed us in to minister and shine the light of Jesus Christ. And our lack of practice is affecting the message. heaven forbid we're bringing dishonor to the name of God. But if we're here tonight and we are practicing what we preach, let's keep it up. Let's be those who walk it out all the days of our lives. Don't let it go. Don't give it up. We might be here tonight and we need to instruct ourselves. Maybe instruct ourselves once again and go over the things of God. Whatever the area is, go over that list again and teach ourselves, teach ourselves. Romans chapter 2, verses 21 to 24. You, therefore, who teach another, do you not teach yourself? You who preach that a man should not steal, do you steal? You who say, do not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? You who make your boast in the law, do you dishonor God through breaking the law? Let's think about it tonight. Take stock of our lives and make sure that we're the real deal. Amen? I trust you can receive the word tonight. It's good wisdom. It's real good wisdom. Let's stand. Let's just sing this in closing. If you need prayer for anything, we'd love to pray with you. If you don't know Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, we'd love to lead you in a a prayer Lay hands on you and believe with you. See you start the journey. Give you a Bible. You take that and begin reading. The great story of salvation and redemption. Let's just sing this out. Set a fire in my soul. And then we'll wrap up. Lord, we thank you for the instruction of your word tonight. I thank you for every person in this place. God, we thank you for your incredible, incredible friendship and loyalty. God, how you lead us and how you direct us every step of the journey, Lord, as we surrender to you. And I pray, God, that we would continue to practice obedience and surrender to the spirit, your spirit living inside of us. God, that we would be those that practice what we preach for all of our days, that we would never let it go, never let it slip. We would be authentic and we would be the real deal. Let our lives be living proof. We give you all the glory tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Go with God tonight. There's fellowship in the foyer. Next week, 6.30, pre-service prayer, 7 o'clock to service. Invite somebody out to overdrive. Register for conference if you haven't already. Amen.